0: Welcome to The Hub Crawl, a roundtable podcast discussing all things Disney. I'm Eric. And I'm Tag. Each episode, we invite two guests to bring a question and talk about one of our favorite things, Disney. This week, we want to welcome Bryn to the show. She is the social media concierge for our our friends over at Concierge Travel Planners. Um, welcome, Bryn.
1: It's good to be back.
0: Also joining us this week is not a stranger to the show, although Bryn
2: also is not a stranger to the show. All around good guy is the description he put in. James, welcome
3: to the show. Thanks. I'm excited to share more strong Disney opinions.
2: (laughs) You know, I talked about how right before recording tonight, I was upstairs and I am very tired today and I was like, do I have to go do this podcast? and I said, James, you could make up an alter ego, and he made up a terrible alter ego with a terrible voice, and I said, never mind, I'm not going to subject our listeners to that, so I will will come and record the podcast.
3: Accents are definitely not a strength of mine, so I appreciate that and hope our listeners do as well. Well,
2: I'm sure that, I mean, they don't know any better, but just trust me. (laughs) Well,
0: thank you all for joining us. Let's start off with our first question from Eric. I picked a real easy one. What is your favorite Disney song? When did it become your favorite and how does it, what What do you feel when you hear that song? Let's start with you, Brent.
1: Disliking Frozen has become sort of fashionable, but Let It Go, it's an amazing song. I'm not sure if it's my favorite, but I think it is one of Disney's best. It's certainly one that always resonates with me. It is everything a good Disney song should be. It moves the story forward. It's empowering. It's modern. It brings in all of the classic Disney elements, but it's also incredibly modern. And Idina Menzel's powerhouse performance has rarely been equaled in the Disney canon. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm not sure it's my favorite, but I think it would make a good case for being one of Disney's best. And it always makes me feel like I can do anything.
3: I love it. I think they do a lot of smart things with it. You talk about Idina Menzel, her voice is so good for like musical and musical theater. It fits so well, and they're really smart with their sounding and the anthems that they go with in Frozen, especially when you think about "Let It Go" and "Into the Unknown." They stress that same o vowel that Idina Menzel does really well at the top of her range, and that's why she su- that's why she succeeds so well mm-hmm. at these.
0: "Into the Unknown" is a great song. It, that's yeah. also good, yeah. Yeah, I think we've gone beyond disliking Frozen. I think I think we're allowed to like Frozen now. I mean, I never liked Frozen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of parents who really, really are over Frozen. A lot of moms and dads who just would like it to go away, please. Tay, what's your favorite song?
2: I mean, I can understand that. Well, I think this is almost impossible. Eric, I don't know how you ask these questions. It is almost impossible. There are so many good Disney songs. There's also a few ones that are... I wouldn't say any Disney songs are necessarily bad. They're just ones that aren't as good, I guess. So I have no idea how to choose. I would say I love music from Moana. Um pretty much the entire soundtrack of Moana is pretty good. But if I also had to pick something more classic and I think that a lot of people are really really familiar with, especially you know people of my generation or whatever, I would have to say Mary Poppins. I love Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I love Feed the Birds. There's just a bunch of great songs in there. Feed the Birds uh after The Sherman Brothers told the story of how Walt Disney always wanted at the end, you know, on Fridays that they would come in and play it and play Feed the Birds. And it was kind of his whole thing. It's made me just feel really sad. I guess sad's not really the word, but just that kind of melancholy, I guess, with it, which I think is how it's supposed to make me feel. But uh, I always think of Walt Disney. And uh, so that's a little special to me. So dang you, Eric, for this question that I couldn't give amazing, super spectacular like a like a definitive answer for. Uh, what about you, James? What's your what's your favorite Disney song?
3: My favorite Disney song, surprisingly enough, comes from the live action Aladdin movie, and it's the one they added "Speechless." Jasmine sings hmm. it on her own. Naomi no, Scott is the performer. I just love how much power they brought to this song, and just how singing along to it or listening to it just evokes so much strong emotional defiance and rage and feelings and like whenever I find myself feeling dramatic for whatever reason it's like top of my list I go to it I feel the moment of everything and it's like everyone is slow motion around me frozen and it's just a great one to feel and listen to and musically it's just so well done it's by far one of my favorites in the live action Aladdin that they did and it really gives it some extra life for me
0: I forget about that song. That was a really good addition, and that's that's like one of the reasons to watch the live action Aladdin. Like they actually they finally took. I you know a lot of people weren't all that excited about Will Smith as genie, but I think they finally did something. They took a live action version and made it something more than the animated version. Because why do a cover if you're just going to remake the entire movie? And they they added a lot of really good, really lot, but a really lot of good solid stuff there. That's a sentence.
3: <laughs> I,
0: remember I would have liked solo. to
1: see like men in black era. Will Smith play that role. Mm. That hmm. would have been more fun because he was so alive and dynamic back then. And he didn't bring any of that to this role. And I think he could have, that would have been a really fun casting choice. He can do that. I don't know why he didn't.
2: Hmm. Yeah. The best thing That's that fair. came from the live action Aladdin for me was in the animated classic, I loved the genie. I didn't care about the humans at all. And in the live-action movie, I didn't care about the genie at all, but I actually cared about the humans. So I think from a story perspective, if they could have combined those, it would have been really great. But I actually liked the fact that I gave a crap about Jasmine and Aladdin and everything in the live-action movie, where previously I was like, I don't really care about Aladdin. He's kind of like... I don't know, a punk maybe. And Jasmine's kind of, oh, woe is me. And like, I don't know. I just didn't care about them. I cared more about the genie. But for the live action, I actually cared about them. So, but uh, Eric, I think you need to, what's your choices?
0: Well, I agree with you, choice? Teg. Why did I write this question? I saw this super interesting TikTok this morning. And it was a guy who was deconstructing the song. Well, not great now. I can't even remember the name. What's Moana's main James save us here? What are um, some other Moana
2: love songs? Your story, I'm totally blanking.
3: Shiny, you're welcome. Um
2: Moana songs.
3: Those are Moana far, songs. I, I <laughs> no, I mean like how, the Moana songs. How far I go is um it, no no, that's Lin-Manuel Miranda. It,
0: maybe it is How Far I'll Go. Maybe it would so now I'm butchering this story <laughs> and yeah. this this guy's really nice TikTok. But uh but yeah, if it's if that's the one the songs in, oh no, it's the when where the sky meets the sea. The I think that's how far. Oh I'll yeah, go. that is how far I'll go. Okay, great. Oh, man, I'm a I'm a horrible person. But the songs is generally an E minor, and there is a note that doesn't belong in that song, and it is the it is the note C. And whenever she is expressing her discontent, or she's She's saying that she's not going to agree with what she wants like she what she's supposed to do. she sings the note the note C, which is literally her singing about the C using oh. a C so it's symbolic I'm multiple levels and it, it kind of blew me away.
3: even the musicians are Disney storytellers right, right.
0: but uh, I think my favorite song is Bells of Notre Dame from Hunchback. I listened Ooh. to that soundtrack. Constantly, and the entire thing when I was a kid, I would listen to Lion King and I'd skip forward to the fun songs and Aladdin and skip forward to the fun songs. Hunchback, I would listen to the entire soundtrack, and it's there's a there's a version of bells of first off the 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 guy the guy who plays Clopin um, who who sings most of the song hmm. the the note he sings at the end of the song is insane insanely high like he the man's range is is incredible it does a great job of setting up it tells the the entire intro of the movie in one song um but there's a version of the song that sticks it it lives in my head and it's on the resort loop at Disneyland you know when you turn your TV on in the morning and it's got like the things that are happening today at the resort and it's this quiet version ba 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 and for the longest time, it didn't connect what the song was, hmm. and it would still get stuck in my head. And it was one of those things that would repeat every time I'd leave, every time I'd get back home. And once it clicked, how, how have I never connected this? Like it just, it, it took it. I think it took years for me to figure out why I really liked that part of the the loop in the morning. Because there were times I'd just turn the TV on. And listen to that loop over and over again while I was getting ready, or writing it even writing a paper when I was in grad school, and going to Disneyland. So it, yeah, I think it, it qualifies as my favorite song. I enjoy Hellfire from Notre Dame. And, oh, that's um, powerful.
2: Topsy Turvy yeah. is probably another one for me, and that's a yeah, that's a very fun song as well.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really just an underappreciated film overall. It, it, yeah, so. it, now I want to.
0: Let's end this podcast so I could go watch Hunchback.
1: I love the way they weave in the liturgical Latin with the music in that
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Movie. yeah. And if you know what the Latin means, if you, know, if you know the liturgy, it means so much more. But even if you don't know, if you're not translating it in your head, it still is powerful. And
0: Frollo is a terrifying villain. Oh, yeah. He's so real, <laughs> and that's why. Yeah, he's not. He's not unrealistic. He's not. You know, he's not Jafar saying, ha, 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 "I'm going to take over the kingdom." He's a real guy.
1: I went to grad school <laughs> with people who thought like that.
0: Ooh. Oh man, yeah. Well, that wraps up question number one. <laughs> Let's go to Brynn for your question.
1: So, which Disney park is your favorite, and why? And are your reasons? Objective, whatever that means, or are they emotional? So let's start off with tag.
2: Big, big surprise! Disneyland, the original, the only one that Walt has ever walked in, designed himself. All you know, all the normal, stereotypical reasons. I would say it's objective and emotional. Objectively, I think that it um, of the. Th- I've only been to three Disney parks. I've been to well, I've been to multiple Disney parks. I've been to three Disney resorts. I've been to Disneyland. I've been to Walt Disney World, and I've been to Paris. I do think that Paris is beautiful, but I think overall, Disneyland has everything. Stuff that I love about it that that I feel is objective is it has a lot of attractions, more than probably any other Magic Kingdom-style park anywhere in the world. It has a small amount of space, which is a good and a bad thing. It's good because you can walk from thing to thing so quickly and not get as tired. And with the second park there with California Adventure, you can literally three minutes and you're across the Esplanade in that park. So... I think that that's a good bonus for it, obviously, you're gonna get more packed and all of that stuff. I just like the feeling I get when I'm at Disneyland compared to the resorts that I've been to now emotional and that that's probably emotional emotionally uh you know it was the first Disney park I went to. I have a lot of memories there, obviously, I have uh, a podcast that's based on it and that has brought me a lot of joy to do the podcast and uh you know it's made a good friendship between me and Teresa. It is what made me meet. Two of the other people on this panel, Bryn and Eric, I would not have known you two without doing the podcast. So Disneyland has created a lot of those uh, friendships and stuff for me too, and just you know, all of those things uh, are are the reason I like Disneyland. I think that every resort has pluses. Like I love the fact that Disney World is a whole bubble that you can be in. I love that Paris is so beautiful, but Disneyland for me is where it's always going to be. So, um, Oh my goodness. I hope James, that this is one of your fake answers because, uh, I can't believe you would write this down, uh, even as a joke. Uh, (laughs) but let's go to James with, uh, just for you guys who don't know, he wrote Hollywood studios. Um, so I'm either going to go unplug his connection and you won't hear from him the rest of the episode, or he's going to pick a different thing.
3: Take made me put an answer in for every question, and none of them are true. So, it is not Hollywood Studios. (laughs) I went through a journey to get my answer for this. I grew up going to Walt Disney World frequently with my family, but as I've gone back there, I've always been left wanting a little bit more out of each of the parks for some reason. And I'm not sure why, but I'm really excited to try Epcot again. Now that they're working through a lot of the refurbishment, and I'm older, so I can appreciate the World Fair a lot better than when I was younger. So my favorite's going to be on the West Coast, because I've never traveled internationally. I love the potential of California Adventure, because I'm much more of a thrill ride person. I grew up on Six Flags, not a Disney Park person. So coaster, thrill, speed, I like it. But I think there's just something missing that's not making a full park experience. So objectively, I have to fall to Disneyland. Tag has finally succeeded at converting me, for many of the reasons he said. There's so much good there, there's variety, there's lots of opportunity to make it the day you're looking for, with plenty to do and see, that's going to take you more than a day. Bonus park that has Star Wars Galaxy's Edge as the giant swords it's net that I am, it's always going to make a park better for me, that I can have that experience. But, honestly, it really doesn't matter what Disney park you visit, because they should leave you with a good... Visit and experience as long as you go and want to experience the happiest place, so this was a really hard question to not have an emotional perspective on brands, so thanks for bringing it our way. Eric, your turn
0: well, I guess I have to be different here um Epcot is is my is my absolute favorite. It can't be objectively my favorite right now because so much of it is under construction, and we don't know what it's going to look like in a few years. So many of the projects that they announced at um, the, the previous D23 were awesome. And I you know if they had pulled off all of those, it would have objectively been back at the top of my list again because I, I love being there. When Galaxy's Edge opened up in Walt Disney World, I was technically there for that, uh, but I was also on assignment to go to the Food and Wine Festival. I just went to Epcot and Hollywood Studios for four days. I didn't go to any other parks. And I had a great time. So there's a lot of emotion that goes into it and nostalgia because I remember when I was a kid. In Chicago, there's a museum. There are a lot of museums. It's Chicago. But my favorite was the Museum of Science and Industry because it was fun and they had technology. And Epcot had the same thing. Going into CommuniCore and seeing a touchscreen computer. Are you kidding me? You can draw stuff on a computer with your finger? Whoa. Whoa look at that crazy, you know, contraption they have over there with all the different parts moving and gears and things. I loved all of that stuff. I didn't even hate uh, the World Showcase like my sisters did. I liked realizing that I could walk between a bunch of different countries that I had never, in some cases, heard of. As a little kid, I'm like, Monaco? There's a Monaco? Wow. (laughs) Wow. Monaco, Morocco. I'm really,
3: I'm really doing I was great like, tonight. They're bringing the microstate stab yes. now. This is amazing.
0: Yeah, it's behind the uh, the African outpost. <laughs> There's Monaco. Um,
3: Can't wait to uh, yeah, see so San certainly... Marino and Vatican City popping up by Italy.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, I hope that these new updates, once they're all finished, they kind of bring back some of that magic. A lot of it is still there, but it certainly is propped up by emotions and the ability to buy really good food and alcohol. Ain't so, nothing wrong with that. Right. Bryn, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I'm the one who's only ever been to Disneyland. So I don't really have a Good anything. choice. It's it,
0: really not worth it. It's
2: fine. Right, exactly. I,
1: I look at Walt Disney World and it just, it terrifies me. It's so big and overwhelming. But, you know, I spend so much of my time doing social media work and marketing for concierge with the other parks, that I have at least some handle on what they're like. And I think the more I listen to people answer this question, I think that what you love has nothing to do with what the park is like, really. It has to do with when you went and who you went with. And I started going to Disneyland when I was really tiny. And now I've been there with four generations of family. And it's all about the people I've been there with and the people I won't ever get to go there with again. And just that link of time of looking forward and looking back. For me, it's about enjoying all of that time simultaneously, the the, back, the past and the present and the future. So Disneyland is a place of connection for me. And that's why I love
2: it. That's a great choice. I mean, Disneyland. Come on, but yeah, no. Emotionally and everything, I think that that's that's definitely. I mean, that's you know, whatever people's like home park and stuff is, and where they've been with friends and family and all that. I think that's a definitely a good point. Yeah. Well. That is two questions down, which means we have reached our halfway point. If you've enjoyed this episode, and we apologize, uh, I figure we should talk about The Elephant in the Room. We missed a couple weeks of the episode of episodes, but we are going to be back uh, on a normal schedule now. But if you want to help support us and make sure that those episodes keep coming reliably every couple weeks, head on over to thehubcrawl.com support. For as little as $5 a month, you can support the podcast to make sure that we can Kind of keep this going. It kind of just dangles that little bit in front of us. You also get access to episodes uh, that can post early. We have a bonus question that goes out every single episode that is only for our listeners or for our supporters. And then, of course, just doing a good deed for the podcast. So, again, head on over to com slash support and sign up.
0: I thought you were going to say the elephant in the room is that Eric's on painkillers and doesn't know the difference between Morocco and Monaco. (laughs) (laughs) no uh no but that's okay all right uh let's get back to the questions here with tags Uh, what do you have for us oh geez well i figured everybody was doing some
2: favorite things so i figured i should jump on the bandwagon so what is everyone's favorite disney movie so we've had the song we've had the park so what's the favorite movie why do you like this movie over some other movies james what do you think
3: well, I hope it's okay that I'm picking a Disney Pixar movie because my favorite is Coco. I just love the music and the atmosphere that's created throughout. The color palette is just so warm and inviting, and I love the variety as you move between the two different worlds, the land of the living and the land of the dead, and I just love the story as they move through it. I feel like the pacing is wonderful. The music integrates so nicely, which, as we talked about earlier, Disney does music incredibly well. And it just moves well with twists and storytelling and feel good and everything I kind of want in that whole Disney package. I feel like it modernized it just so well that I can watch that on repeat constantly. I just I just love it. um Eric, what about you? What's your favorite?
0: Well, I'm glad Tag got his difficult question in here too. <laughs> You're welcome. When I was a kid, I loved the sword and the stone. I just loved the story. I loved the scene where he turns into a squirrel and a squirrel falls in love with him and he's trying to get away. I love that for some reason at the end, Merlin comes back and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and flip-flops. And There's so, so many great moments in it. But my my favorite these days is is tough because we watch a lot of Disney movies here in our household. But I think one of the ones that we keep going back to is Moana. As I kind of reflect on it, it's rare that a movie gets me to cry twice. Oh. <laughs> you got the beginning with the grandmother, you get the ending when she's like, "Yes, I figured it out." You know, that that moment of triumph when she realizes who she is. I'm like, "Oh, oh she's she's going to do it." <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh I really and, and I love the music and um and clearly I know the names of all of the songs. <laughs> Um, Bryn, uh, you're up next.
1: Enchanted. Absolutely my favorite. It is this perfect combination of a faithful, loving tribute to Disney movies. It is an absolutely magical princess movie, while also being a snarky send-up of Disney tropes. And that combination It's so hard to have threaded that needle perfectly and they did a great job. And I I could just watch that movie over and over again. I think the music's fabulous and I love the characters. And that last scene where the family is dancing together and the little girl is happy and loved, Oh, that part just gets me in the heart every time because seeing the little girl being loved is so important. That gets me. That's the part where I cry. I'm Hoping the sequel is decent. Disney is not always great with sequels, but one can help.
0: <laughs> one of my friends always said he, he couldn't believe that Disney allowed Enchanted to be made. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember seeing it. So I have a story about
2: Enchanted real quick. So I went and saw this. It was it, it was in winter at the time and it was in Wisconsin here when it came out. And, and I was here in Wisconsin when it came out. And I went to the, like, kind of like artsy second run theater that we have in town and their main auditorium does not really have good heat. So I remember being in there and freezing as I was watching this movie, but I loved it. Great movie. Um, Love the music as well. I'm so glad that one of the songs made it into world of color That was, that was really wonderful. I love the, the, like you said, the snarky send up of Disney tropes. It's kind of like that. Uh, James, was it Wreck It Ralph where they had the princesses that was like the, she's from a different studio and they break the glass and. Yep. Yeah. And so it that's that kind of was like a pre version of that, which I really enjoyed. But dang me, why did I ask this question? Again, I'd probably have to go back to something like Mary Poppins. I just really love Mary Poppins. I love I thought that it was cast well. I thought that the just like for the time, like the the special effects and that does animation with live action and stuff way before, you know, a lot of people think, you know, like Roger Rabbit, but um, this was even before that, of course, like I said, the casting with Julie Andrews and uh, Dick Van Dyke is just amazing. If I had to pick something newer or just animated, I would say Lion King. When I was growing up as a kid, I loved Lion King. I thought the music was great. The story was great. So that's what I'm going to say for those. Although I think all of you had really great options there with your answers well that was another great round of discussion now we move on to our last question from james
3: i think i picked the easiest of these favorite questions for you all my question is simple what's your favorite mountain in the parks and eric we'll start with you
0: my favorite mountain um i'd have to say is the forbidden mountain everest which i call the forbidden mountain because that's in the title of the ride <laughs> most people just call it everest oh is it really? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I I learned something new today. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it, animal kingdom is such a well themed park in general. Uh, we all know Joe Rohde put so much effort into it. It looks great from, from afar. There's a great picture spot, you know, across where they do the, the, uh, the they've got the water where they used to do rivers of light and where they used to do kite tails and who knows what they'll do now. <laughs> um, uh, other than just characters on boats, which is actually, I think, what they are doing is characters on boats floating by. But Disney characters on boats, it's very magical. Of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, with the music. Yes. Um, although it is fun when when they're going down the rivers, they, you'll see that that's what they're doing right now for characters in Animal Kingdom is they have characters kind of dancing around and waving on boats. And usually there's like a guy playing the drums and people playing music it's it is a lot of fun to see right now but back to everest the museum the yeti museum that they've built as that you go through just to get to the ride is great the sense of scale isn't completely ruined even as you're going up it i I mean the way it's it's built when you're going through that temple you still feel like you're you're ascending a mountain and going through a cave the only thing that throws off the scale, in my opinion, is when you hit that part where the track is broken and you, you know, spoiler alert, go backwards. It's the pile of, of people's scrunchies that for some reason they all throw there that I've heard mystifies Joe Rody, although he thinks it's fun. It really does throw things off to have all that stuff there. But yeah, it it, it just feels so much more real than any of the other mountains. But what do you think about this question, Brynn?
1: Splash Mountain. I love the story of the ride and the way they have woven little bits of that inside and outside. That's not to say that I am regretting it leaving. I'm looking forward to the refurb, but it's been my favorite ride for a long time. I was a big fan of America's Sayings because I'm a big dork. And I love seeing all of those animatronics used in splash mountain i'm hoping they will reuse some of them maybe not as many i mean i know right it it, almost all of the animatronics in splash mountain are from america saints um virtually all of them so it would be fun to see them reuse at least a few of them so i enjoyed that a great deal i don't always love getting so very wet but i think the feeling (laughs) of it is a lot Mm -hmm. of fun
0: and you get you get very wet at Disneyland versus Disney World. I've never gotten as wet at Disney World as, as you do at Disneyland.
1: And I think the last couple of times I've gone, I've gotten wetter than I did five, <laughs> eight years ago. It seems like they've upped the splash factor.
2: I've been on it in the different seasons. And I think when it's warmer out, this is just my guess, but this is what it seems like, is that they fill the the flume higher during, like, the, the summertime, because I think that, you know, and that causes more water. And I think they lower it just a tad for, like, winter time because when I've gone out winter, it wasn't quite... You're still getting a lot of water on you, but not not quite as bad. Although I've
0: heard, and I've never done this, but I've heard if you sit in the back row, you don't get as wet. True. Back row, I've never gotten nearly as wet, except for that one dip... In the middle, where it's really dark, that one dip gets everybody. Dip gets everybody soaked.
3: Yeah, your shoes are done for.
0: (laughs) I don't. If I hope we're talking about the same one. Are you talking about the
2: one that's literally? It feels like you're going down like three feet, and it just comes over the side and yeah, just sloshes
0: in. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's not the one that goes like way down and way back up. It's the one that's you. You go down like three feet. It feels like.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's like nothing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and that's the one you get wet i'm like what the heck
1: they need to add lockers there like they have over by grizzly for, for running DCA. and i think those are fabulous i always have a hard time maybe they'll them. do that with the refurb that would be good i think that would be popular. fingers crossed tag what's your favorite
2: uh, uh this one was kind of painful because we did not get on this when we went on, uh, went to the parks a couple weeks ago for D twenty three. I tried, but every time it had a low weight, and by the time we got over there, the line was crazy long. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, love Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, love every version of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad I've been on for different reasons. The Disneyland one I just love because it's you know I have a lot of nostalgia with it. I love the you know exploding stuff at the end. Uh, in Disney World, I love the version that goes, the part of the track that goes along the train tracks that kind of rocks you back and forth and feels really wild and out of control. We don't have that at Disneyland. And of course, I'll give this one to Paris. They've got the best version of Big Thunder because it goes under the river and comes out, and the whole attraction is on the island. And then you come back under the river to seems uh, the loading station. That seems so cool. Station it is cool and so it is the the wildest of the wild rides of the wilderness uh is the paris version so um i like them all for different reasons but i but big thunder is my favorite mountain in all of its versions how about you james
3: this was easy because space mountain is my favorite attraction at all disney parks i love thrill rides I think it's an incredible coaster inside. Great experience being in the dark. It doesn't have to go as quick, but it's still thrilling with the quick turns and sharp drops. Everything else, I just, I just always enjoy how well it holds up and the space experience is wonderful. But I am close to getting something like Grizzly River Run up there. Because I don't think I've ever gotten off that attraction not smiling and laughing amongst the crowd we're with. Even if they're strangers you bond by the end of the ride because you are always laughing at who's going to get wet on this drop and you just have to enjoy it it's really just a great bonding experience true
0: all right well i think that does it for this episode of the hub crawl Uh, we'd like to thank our guests james
3: always glad to be back and bryn thanks for having me back
0: (laughs) join us next time where we will continue to talk all things disney thanks everybody